Hello and welcome to this week's very special episode of the Loose Head Podcast. Uh, I am your new host for today, uh, Kevin Shortall. Uh, Jeff's going to be on the other side of the microphone. Well, I suppose, Jeff, you're going to be on the same side of the microphone, but on another microphone. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got uh, three very special guests this week. Uh, Dahi O'Rua down in Kilkenny. Stefan O'Farrell is from Roscommon, but he's down in Limerick today. And then we have uh, the fellow you know, who's uh, Jeff Neville. How are you getting on, lads? All right, Kev. Not so bad, Jeff. Good, good, right. good, yeah. Lads, you were doing 300,000 steps there the other day. How'd you get on? That's easy. Did we? <laughs> Did we? Oh. <laughs> they are feeling it today, boys. Uh, 300,000 steps in the right direction to raise money for South South Africa. I think Dai's pretty, pretty worse for wear, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Recovery's going very slowly. Slowly. <laughs> he's just coming up Cuffs Grange now, so he is. Uh, he's still going. I got a, I like. I was. I can actually attest to how hard Dahi found it because I was with him for a few of those steps, <laughs> <laughs> and he got an off. Like I only did. I'd say was it fifteen thousand steps oh, with Dahi, okay, and like I, fa- I didn't really feel like saying to you, but I had a bit of a twinge in the back of my knee after that. So. <laughs> ah, poor Divinia. Yeah, I know. I, like I, I feel your pain is what I'm saying to you, right? Um, Jeff, I might get you to just let us know. Um. Who came up with the idea or where did it come from? Or A friend of mine did it for Irish Cancer Society there about seven weeks ago. And he raised about five grand in a space of maybe three days. like. And um, when I remember when he did it, I went out to meet him during and stuff. And I thought it was a challenge that I'd love to try myself. And um, it was kind of in the back of my mind then for a few weeks because I didn't know what it would involve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us did. Um, well, I knew it involved 100,000 steps, like, but I think mentally I didn't really know what it involved and stuff, and uh, maybe physically as well. But um, when Kieran did it then, I kind of, yeah, like I said, it was in the back of my mind for a few weeks, and I just pitched it to, to we have a WhatsApp group, and um, I just threw it into the WhatsApp group, and I said, geez, I'd be tempted to try this to, to raise some money for charity. And then um, Stiff and Dahi were either good enough or stupid enough to... Uh, <laughs> to agree with me and um that was it then like uh so kieran gave me the idea but um you know i suppose it was me who threw it into the group and uh that's how it that's how it all kind of came about i suppose uh, i might throw this one dahi's way dahi was there any apprehension that's very accurate depiction of me isn't it always the <laughs> devil's advocate uh yeah i'm not gonna say they bullied me into doing it but they certainly coerced me into into doing it and manipulated <laughs> me but uh we know Dahi many years and we know how he works. <laughs> I, I suppose for anyone who is listening, I should probably point out that uh, I know all the lads fairly well. This isn't an <laughs> off-the-bat interview. <laughs> but anyway, shoot on Dahi, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I didn't really have a concept. You don't have a concept of what 100,000 steps is. You're kind of going, oh, sure, I do 10 or 20,000 daily. And sure, haven't I, ru- haven't I run home after a few pints? That's surely been about 50,000. So, like... I think it wasn't until we got started that I really kind of went, oh, this is an awful lot further than I thought it was. But even... (laughs) (laughs) After about 30,000, I was like, oh my God, there's 70 more of these. But um, yeah, in the initial stages, it was kind of a case of, we have been for a while trying to kind of do the get up off the couch and, and go out and do a bit of running and getting a bit more active since quarantine has kind of come in and, We've um we've kind of been pushing each other to new things, whether it was the burpee challenge two months ago where we kind of did 
uh, burpees for a minute for a day, two minutes the next day, three minutes up until 14 minutes burpees. Really I, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Now, if I never talk to the lads again after that, this, that's a memory. This... That's a memory I didn't need to have right now. We're all sitting here getting PTSD now as we're talking about it. Like... The three of you basically are just coming up with a way. Is like, what's our next form of torture during <laughs> lockdown? Yeah. How can we ruin someone else's week? Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Not so bad. Um, There's probably sorry, some real sit. athletes out there going. Sure, what are you on about? Like that's really easy. Yeah. <laughs> We're here going. Well, we just did loads of walking, and we just did. <laughs> Three lads listening to this who just finished an Ironman in training for yeah. a double Ironman. Here we are tucking our bellies into our pants. Stiff, I might get you before we actually go on to talk about the day. I might get you to just give us a rundown of why you chose Self Help Africa as the charity, and uh, maybe a bit about what they do as well. Um, <clears throat> I suppose from. All of our perspective, uh, we started kind of self of Africa first came onto the scene for us back uh, when we started off in, working in Cullerstallurgan. The main man who would have been behind it would have been a fellow by the name of Ronan Scully, who's still behind it. And he's the kind of, he was the link there. And uh, through working with Cullerstallurgan and the, the, they had a shop there that was uh, that was raising money for self of Africa. And we used to always do these initiatives and stuff to try and help out. Like myself and Jeff and Dahi, before we did a like a bare a barefoot hike of Crow Patrick and things like that, like just different things. So it's it's always been there. And then of course myself, yourself, and Dahi and the rest of Shulin and a couple of others went across to Uganda to do a bit of a kind of a music program in the school and do a bit of a kind of a workshop and that kind of thing and and a music video for South of Africa. So like we know them quite well at this stage and we know Ronan and. George and we were dealing with Jess there and of course Ray Jordan as well the CEO so um and we I, and we've seen what they do firsthand in Uganda like and they're just they've, they've, they've been doing so much work to some of the poorest places in the planet some of the most impoverished populations that there are you know is it like for just a quick example I won't ramble on too much but like there's for example like in, in East Africa there's a massive plague of locusts at the moment and like within one swarm of this plague that's like a square kilometer we'll say they can eat as as much food as 35,000 people in a day. So that's just one swarm. And the biggest swarm that they've found is the size of Luxembourg. Do you know what I mean? Right. Or just imagine that. Like, and, and they have it's, to deal with it's that. It's kind of a made-up made up figure. Like, like, you can't so, even imagine yeah, it. Like. It, it, doesn't even, it doesn't even ring true for us, really. Like, but yeah. like, when, you put, when you couple that then with the coronavirus pandemic, with you know, all the corruption and stuff, like, just these people are just living different different standard of life altogether and south of africa are doing a huge 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 amount of work in um in partnership with irish aid and in partnership with the european union as well to help that so for us it's, it was the natural the natural choice but like as in it's great to to get out there and do something physical to do it as well like i mean like you're saying they're suffering already because of coronavirus and everything else that's going on in the world so like as long as like usually they're fundraising like well if they're an ngo so they're like completely funded aren't they outside of government it's down to their fundraising uh well no they, they, they get help from irish aid right as well which is yeah, owned, yeah. very good yeah but, but it's, um, it's probably it's probably important to to realize that like with the whole covid situation that they've lost out on a lot of fundraising yeah uh, as well over the last few months as well you know so like what we did was probably a pinprick in what's needed like but it was great to be able to just do something i suppose yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. but like there's people like, looking on the website there at like because you can get a breakdown of where the money's going and stuff. And I was looking at some of the initiatives there. I can't remember exactly offhand, but like there was one initiative we'll say 
that was to do with um it's called the better it's called b-e-t-t-e-r initiative and i, I can't 100 percent remember what it stands for but it's basically they're like schools in parts of africa that don't have teachers and the and and these guys are just going in there and basically educating um people how to we say work work the land better like there was one case where this girl the 24 year old girl was uh two kids is working off a small plot of land and she would bring in 40 kilograms of maize per year all right and then like so within south Africa, when it was for teaching her how to how to do it properly how to do it better maybe giving her kind of kind of take different techniques and stuff and she was able to bring that up to 130 kilograms a year off the same plot of land and this is basically the same core and like raw materials if you get me like yeah, you know? yeah. so they did, and, and that project alone was something like they, they, were, they had like 250 uh, allocated for that and like when you think about it, like we're on seven and a half now that's that's still a quite a chunk of that yeah, if you want to put yeah. it into, into that kind of those terms you know so it, when, when i was looking at that i was saying that's that's like class we're, we're actually an actual visible percentage of yeah, of, a, of a project you know yeah, it's excellent when it's tangible like that as well uh, it's brilliant yeah. i suppose um getting on the actual day uh fundraising so lads um how did you go about preparing for it like i saw there he had a picture of his kit it looked like he was going camping for the next week <laughs> <laughs> carried it all on me back the whole way yeah most most of it was hay fever medication let's be honest <laughs> i totally overpacked as well I, oh, yeah. I have Jerm alone to thank for that. The uh, forever scout. <laughs> no, but he, I, it was absolutely brilliant. I brought absolutely nothing. I think I, <laughs> I, I, I forgot my water bottle and I had to go back after about 20,000 steps. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you walked around your estate 400,000 times. <laughs> Fair enough. You were never more than 500 steps from the from the tap anyway. <laughs> but yeah, well, to be honest, like, you know, I, I had a loop of about 1.4 kilometers that I did a lot and um like I can't so you know every it. inch of that loop oh man i can't imagine what my neighbors must think i am like oh, <laughs> you police cars just coming out like floating around the place looking uh, for you. But it was it was good though because you know i i wanted i i could have walked you know far away from the house and stuff like that but i just wanted to be able to control it and like if i needed to come home for food or water or anything like that i just wanted to be able to control that I just wanted to be able to control, like, if I had to come home for food or if I had to come home for, like, um, I don't know, if it started lashing rain, I just wanted to have a jacket at hand or, you know, stuff like this. And yeah. I didn't want to be kind of maybe a 10-minute drive or a 15-minute drive or a 20-minute drive away from the house and suddenly my phone goes dead or my watch goes dead or my, you know, water runs out and kind of that would impact on the day. I just wanted, like, to be able to control what I could control. So, like, if it rained, so what? Can't do anything about it. But I could control having a jacket or I could control, yeah. you know, wet pants or something like that. Like, so, yeah, I didn't I didn't stray too far away from the house, like, at all. <laughs> Probably a relatively smart approach. In house. Okay, it's a positive and a negative because I suppose it gets a bit monotonous after a while. Yeah, you'd be surprised, though, Kev, how little you look up after 20,000 steps. <laughs> Um, I was, <laughs> <laughs> understandable yeah. um, oh god That's yeah, about, definitely um, in terms of prep and stuff like that there was there was so much kind of you think oh sure you're just going out for a walk but things like power banks and we were very mindful yeah. with technology and stuff like that you know god forbid your battery would die and your phone or your strava or uh when you're halfway you're or trying to keep worse. the updates going as well on facebook and instagram cross shulin and loose head and south africa pages and stuff but also which just is, which is a bit pain in the hole but like 
it, even just to it, count the yeah. steps though you know if the watch goes dead and you don't know where you were like oh yeah like what happened to me at the end <laughs> I heard about that bit of a nightmare Steph we'll get to oh, that yeah <laughs> my OCD took a test there um, <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> Oh, um, just on just on the OCD man. My I was watching my watch for the last like hundred steps, and I got to nine 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 nine, and then it just rolled over back to zero. I was like, "Are you shitting me?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was following you obviously on social media and that like all the different updates, just trying to see if I get uh, get Anthony in particular from me, and um, like just all different notes because like you know Jeff was at a different point to you, Steph, and you were at a different point to yeah. Dahi, and like. But what, what I noticed from it was that you all had like a different approach into in the build up to it, even let alone when you're actually doing it. Like because Steph, you had the ordnance survey maps out I saw the night before and yeah, actually worked out. Yeah, well, you know, I wasn't full, really looking at them. To be, no, to be honest, the reason though what I did was because I, I didn't want to I, I wanted to go somewhere. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to actually walk to some destination. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and that was Killaloo for me because that was just as far as I could go really within the 20 kilometer radius. I get you. Well, then, yeah. And then there was a few, like most of it was relatively grand. I started off going on Limerick and then I was going up on the bank from Arden Crusher as far as Partine Weir. And that was all like straightforward. Do you know what I mean? But then yeah. there's a couple of sections of road there where I didn't want to spend too much time on the main road and I was trying to figure out what was the best path. So when Jeremy Malone brought over the ordinance survey map, then we were able to figure out which way the Lockderg way went. Um, yeah. Jeff, you like you had, um, your day seemed, it seemed like you had it broken into sections and like, you know, yeah, I've got my rest times and my walking times and you're going hell for letter, like yeah. while you're doing that. Um, I wouldn't say that was the best approach ever either though. Cause, um, I went for 33,000 and I was like, I'll take a break. But the break I took was nigh on, I'd say 10 minutes. Like, and, uh, how I did you find your legs after Jeff? Well, that's the thing. It was the 33,000 when I stopped, I was like, oh, lovely, I get to stop. But I only stopped for like 10 minutes. And then when I went to go again, I was goose. Like it was like moving yeah. two pieces of timber over and over for about five minutes until they kind of loosened up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- you see, that was the thing. My next thing then was to go to the 60. But I don't think that I stopped or refueled or what, like I had no appetite. And I think you were the same fellas. Like I just, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to eat like I didn't want to look at food, but which is strange for me. Like, but the the um yeah, I just didn't stop for long enough. I think, and then when I got to sixty thousand, I stopped and like my legs were like just rock solid. Like, um, but I stopped then had a break, had a good break. Like, had something to eat. Like, I just forced myself to eat something, and. uh had a shower and just like kept the hot water on the legs just to loosen them up and soften them up a bit like and uh, that made a big yeah, difference yeah, oh, yeah. Huge, yeah but you see the end of my day then was a bit different then to the lads end of the day i think um but sure we'll get to that <laughs> later as well i'd say yeah not so bad <laughs> uh then we come to dahi's uh how would i describe it i suppose it's probably a more of a forest gump approach <laughs> <laughs> Just keep on going with no particular root in, root in mind, and then just you drop. keep walking. <laughs> just keep walking. Yeah, I I figured kind of somewhat akin to what Jeff was saying. Uh, if I took a break uh, and lost my momentum, that was the end of me. I just wasn't going to keep going. So I figured, uh, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Unfortunately, uh, again going back to the whole lack of fitness prior to this, uh, there were muscles there that I didn't know existed before saturday and uh 
they they started to give out to me and start screaming fairly quickly on. So after about thirty five to forty thousand kilometers, it was like, oh dear God, another thirty five thousand kilometers, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, there <laughs> you yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. How wait, 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 wait. That's why I was so much more tired than the pair of That that video of you walking just before you finish, I I actually played it like four or five times in a row. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. You were mangled. Actually, but funnily enough, I was mentally in a better place then than I was shortly prior to that. (laughs) Waddling like a duck. You actually looked like like you were coming home from a pub, like drunk. (laughs) Like, I watched it and I was like, why is Dahi walking like that for fun? Like, surely it would be way harder to take, like. <laughs> oh, no. Did you talk about any of that, lads, before, like, tackling it? Did you all make a plan together and or did you just decide, uh, listen, each to their own and we'll, we'll try to keep, keep kind of spirits up between a, between a WhatsApp group or whatever? Most I think Sharon, I would have said, but like, we kind of told, we kind of said what we were all doing, but, you know, I think it was fairly, we just. I don't think any of us really knew what, what to do or how to take Or what you're on, even you know? taking on, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, we, like, we, just, we just went walking. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, put on a pair of shoes and went off for a walk. Anyway, you just went walking. And like we had that WhatsApp group with just the three of us in it. And I think one of us very early on needed a bit of support. And uh, I'm not going to say who, but uh, it was Dahi. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, I'm not going to name names here, but Dai was pretty effective at the start of this thing. <laughs> but it was Dai. Um, no, I'm only messing. But I think having that WhatsApp group, it just straight away became uh, almost like a point of reference. Like, I'm just going to stick a message in here because I'm feeling yeah. a bit tired. And I just, I think the two boys will agree. Like, we're, like we're all in the same boat, the three of us. So, like, it just made sense to use that as a support system because, yeah. like, you could ring someone else and be like, I'm real tired. But, it, like... Do you know, that person might be thinking, okay, I walked 20,000 steps there last week and I was tired. I know what they're going through. But that's not how it feels. It's 70,000 steps. Yeah. You know, yeah. to have it's like kind of the exponential other there, isn't it? It doesn't suppose, just I go, suppose. well, yeah. it's kind of twice as hard as just after 20,000, 20 to 30 is a lot more difficult than 10,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I suppose I, what, a, what you're, like you're saying is it, it makes it a group effort. You're, oh, not, on, you're not alone. Yeah. Like yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Like we yeah. weren't walking with each other like, physically but like we there was very much the feeling that we were kind of like in sync with each other a bit like because we yeah. were passing over messages a good bit in the whatsapp group and yeah, then, like, yeah. you know i turn off the my internet the whole time because like my battery in my phone is shite like and then i just turn it back on and i get loads of messages and you'd be listening through them and you'd see where where the boys are at and all that kind of stuff and you're just kind of like oh i'm behind here now or i'm, or, I'm a little bit ahead or whatever you're not kind of way you can kind of source it yourself the yeah. biggest, the, the I I remember just thinking like one of the biggest boosts I got in the whole thing now was at uh, at ninety one thousand steps. I remember specifically because it was coming under the, I just I don't know what I think it's called the new bridge in Limerick, just the back of Corby there along by the canal, and uh, I was sat down for I was absolutely bollocks. Like I mean I was wrecked, and I just sat down and I said I, I have nine thousand steps left. I'll check with the lads there. And Jeff had just put up like three or four minutes previous that he's on 9,000 steps left. And then and Dahi had responded to him being like, oh, God, me too. Like, this is so weird. This is a random number of steps yeah. to be left that we all checked in at the same time. Especially that, being like, like that was... 15 hours walk and the fact that we just yeah. randomly happened to be at the exact same time in the walk was... And that was probably the only point on the whole walk that we were in around the same time do you know what i mean yeah because jeff you, you you like blitzed the start of it like you were way ahead of us at one point like 
Yeah. You know I mean? And then and then like then uh, towards the very end, it just all kind of came together, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, yeah, I noticed that. Like, as in the differences in approach were were very clear. But then, like, you f- seem to physically hit a lot of the same milestones. Bar like you were talking about, Jeff early on pushed ahead a good yeah. bit. But like after a while, you seem to catch up to one another, and all of a sudden, like you were all very close in terms of yeah. where you finished. I think Dahi, <laughs> I, I was it. You were saying on the day, you were, you were saying you all finished within like the same 10 minute gap or something it was just oh, yeah, insane between, i'd say between three and five minutes of each other uh opposite sides of the country over 16 hours from setting out this morning uh with no particular plan to finish at the same time literally as yeah. it was saying towards the end we kind of had an indication that we were all in the same same kind of wavelength and then just out of nowhere kind of jeff was like oh, unbelievable finished and then a minute later or two minutes later self and stiff swiftly followed so yeah. Uh, yeah yeah definitely it was it was physically but that that as jeff was saying there it really helped with the mental side of things it it's not often now i'd have kind of really experienced what people talk about when they talk about the mental side of uh physical and endurance things uh, but definitely on saturday there were parts where even just it was good to hear one of the lads voices kind of known as they said you know they're going through what i've just been going through and um even like there was certain parts in that where definitely emotions were running high and you're getting loads of messages of support from people and people you pass in the street and stuff and see the the self-help africa t-shirt and they kind of give you a smile and a wave or whatever and um it really made such a difference kind of from that perspective as well any essential items you couldn't have done without lads Plasters, shoes. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, those knee supports came in pretty handy to me towards the end. Anyway, I'll tell you that much. Um, power banks, power banks were essential. power bank definitely. Power bank was the big one. Yeah. Aside from the actual, like, I borrowed a watch, a Galaxy watch off um, German loan as well. Which, uh, but the power bank, yeah, the power bank was was crucial, but it didn't didn't save me in the end. <laughs> didn't save you. What happened to you there exactly, Stiff? Just uh, you know, you alluded oh, to it earlier. It was a nightmare, like because I was coming around by, it was just like I I'd, I'd say I had four hundred steps left. Like Jeff had just put in, he'd finished. I was buzzing. I was just coming up to Patrick's Road. Uh, just that brings you right into to, to my state. Walk along, phone dies. I was like, ah, that's grand. Phone dying, it's no big deal. They kept it that long. The power bank had been got had been had run out already, so I couldn't charge it again. Just walking along, anyways, and the watch was still ticking over with the steps and everything. And then I got to my house, uh, past a hundred thousand steps, whatever. Then came up to the house, it was a couple of hundred steps, a couple hundred steps later, and went in. And I just wanted to go because, like, I started off. I wasn't. I'm not too used to the watch either, so it could have been something I did wrong. But like, I started off the the walk with the Strava app and with also the Samsung Health app. I had them both going on as hikes, you know. And um, Strava was telling me the distance all the time and the Samsung Health was telling me the steps. So I was just kind of checking all that the whole way through. And, and uh, so I did, and I did just check the watch down at the end when I was finished to see what my final distance was. Because I ha- had been on like 82 or 83 before I'd gotten up to there. Then I checked it and I was like, oh, it's gone into power saving mode or whatever. And I was like, Grand, but it was still racking up the steps and stuff. So I was like, ah, that's all right. Just flicked it over to Strava, hit Strava. And then this message pops up, Strava had crashed. I was like, uh, what do you mean Strava's crashed? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? So I went inside and, like, I, like I'd have, like, mad, like, I'd be, like, a little bit OCD when it comes to, like, you know, like, your profile and line, just making sure it's all good, like, that the titles are all capital letters, properly all done, you know what I mean? <laughs> so for something like this to happen, I was just, just I was raging, like, you know, and I just finished 100,000 steps, so I tried to fix it. 
Oh, it was gone. It was gone. See you later. And then I went over to the Samsung Health, which is fine because it was still there. The steps were still there. Like, as in, yeah. I had taken a photograph of them for my watch, everything. That was all grand. And when I opened up Samsung, Samsung Health, that was all there. But it all came in. I, I couldn't get one just, you did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. It was all yeah. in like 14, 15, 16 separate sections because every time I stopped, even to take a photograph or whatever, it would have paused my walk and then like it would have started up again at a different okay. point or whatever so i had all the steps but i didn't have the proper de- details for distance or for did, did strava know, upload the up until it crashed at least no it didn't do anything i couldn't ah, find anything That's so i just had, you can go into strava and i just i had to go into like you know you can go how far did i run is it and there's a website there you can map out what you did and i just literally just mapped out exactly what i did and yeah a minute like 81.7 which is like which is grand. That was that was roughly what I did anyway. But I was on Strava. So yeah, that was that's into... about what we did as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was almost exactly the same as, as your one, Jeff, I think. But um then I just went into Strava, then I just created it. You can create workouts and just input I just input all the details. Oh, okay. Well at least and you have that. Now you pointed that out to me that like a hundred thousand steps is basically two marathons. And like Yeah. <laughs> what point in the walk did that actually hit you? That you... halfway. <laughs> halfway. <laughs> when we had the, the first marathon went. And we went, oh, we've another one of those to do now. <laughs> kind of, what did you do to distract from the difficult times? And um, funnily enough, I started the morning walking, just walking, like I wasn't listening to music or anything like that. And I had loads of podcasts lined up and stuff. And about an hour in, I'd say I, I turned on a podcast and I listened to it. And um, the podcast was with a guy called Damien Brown, um, who like he really pushes himself in a lot of things. So I listened to that one for half an hour and um i kind of knocked it off for a while and about five minutes later i went to put on a, another podcast but in i don't know something like in that five minutes something just changed and i just didn't want someone talking at me like or to me or whatever and i just didn't want to listen to music so um i'd say i went poof, another two and a half hours just in silence like just walking on i went i went home had a break and after the break, then I went down to the beach for a while. And a friend of mine, Kieran, he walked with me for about, geez, a good 20,000 steps. But after that, then I went home for another break and uh, went out walking in for the third set. And that's probably when the dark side of the day probably kind of started hitting me. And um, <laughs> like, yeah, 60 to 70 wasn't too bad. Um, just got it done like it was fine. 70 to 80 was horrific. Like absolutely horrific. It didn't matter uh, if I had five thousand walked or ten thousand walked. Like it just felt like I was going nowhere. Like, and then yeah. probably the darkest moment of the day. I went home at about eighty-one and a bit. I just kind of went to get up to go after about five minutes, and I just put my face into the couch. Like I used the couch to get off the ground first off because my legs wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I just kind of buried my face into the couch and. I just said, like, I don't want to go walking again. And kind of Roz turned and she was like, what do you mean? And I just, like, I didn't, like, I wasn't talking to her or anything. Like, I just had my face in the couch talking to myself. And, like, just, like, I just don't want to go walking. I don't want to go walking again. Like, because it genuinely, it genuinely felt to that stage, like, that's it. This is my life now. This is never ending. Like, and um, when I said that, I just don't want to go walking again. I just got up and left the house because like, I think it's fine to say that to yourself. I think it's okay to have those thoughts for a minute, 
like you know we all don't want to do things at times like but I think it's the reaction or what you do afterwards that counts like and uh so I just kind of said I just don't want to go walking again and I was like no look just get up and just just get up and shut up like so I just got up and I went for a walk and that thousand steps after that was like dark just dark I don't know another word to put on it like and then out of the blue, one of the lads, Shawnee Walsh, just rang me, picked up the phone and just started chatting to him. Like, I was just like, well, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And I'd say he could hear it in my voice. I'd say something in the back of his head was like, just mention anything, bar walking, just anything. So um, in fairness to him, like he started chatting to me about the super rugby that was on that morning, like the other, you know, rugby news. And he was talking about sports and he was talking like I like I couldn't be more thankful to him. Like he, I'd say he spoke about everything he could think of without mentioning the word walking once. And um, yeah, I just walked for about I think I did about twelve thousand steps while chatting to him on the phone. Like and didn't feel one of them. Like savage. I hung up the phone to him then, and I think I had just over five thousand left. And I think I actually messaged you lads afterwards, and I was like, I can't believe I only have five thousand left. Like, like I went from. I just don't want to walk again to, Jesus, this is like, I'm nearly done now. And that yeah. kind, of, kind of click in mindset was uh, was probably my high for the day. Like, I don't know, lads, did you think the same? Like when you had about 5,000 left, you just kind of thought about everything, like the other 95,000 it took to get you there. And you're like, you know what, Jesus, this is unreal. Like I'm actually yeah, definitely. done. Like. I, I found definitely that uh, my I was kind of the same. But aside from a really dark period between thirty five thousand and forty, when you go, oh my god, I have to do two more of what I've just done. Um, that was pretty tough going. But uh, Kev actually came out, and I was I was really fortunate that I had um, Kev came and walked um, about fifteen thousand steps with me as well. And uh, you know, my dad came out for a for a walk there as well, another fifteen and. Um, then the brother came along and then the mother finished, uh, finished out the last 10, 10 or 15,000 with me. So it was great to have someone along for that. But Kev must have seen me at my worst was definitely in around the same period as you, Jeff, there somewhere between 75 and 85,000 where it just, you became irrationally emotional and like you'd see something across the street and you'd, you'd just have your eyes welling up with tears. And you're like, why am I crying? I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, I think once you passed the difference between a thousand steps going from, let's say 79 to 80,000, it was just so difficult. But for me after 80,000, especially it started to very quickly get so much easier because the countdown became so much more real after we'll say the difference between 20,000 steps left to go and 19,000 steps to go in my head was monumental. So after that point, and as Jeff said, once you got down to 5,000 steps, 5,000 steps after you've done 95,000, you're like, what's 5,000 steps is nothing. But <laughs> you know, 5,000 yeah. steps when, when you're on 47,000 steps and it's after taking you, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes and you haven't even gone 5,000 steps. You're just like, this is never, ever, ever, ever going to end, is it? Um, I, I there during that time period of about 90,000 steps that like my neighbors 100% think I'm a psychopath. Like I was, <laughs> they, they were all out playing cricket out the front, like, and uh, I was walking. And at this stage, I'd like just the headphones in and I was just walking, just like pure pig headed, like walking. But uh, 
one of like my across the road neighbor let's say he he waved at me like you know, he's a lovely fella really, really nice fella so he waved at me and i like do you know like when you're so exhausted like i was just staring at him like and i just kind of waved <laughs> back but like wide-eyed staring but then he waved to me a second time and i was like oh this man wants to talk to me but like he didn't like <laughs> so I, walked over. I took out the headphones and i walked over and i looked at him and i was like hello but like I was staring at him when I said hello and he was just like, how are you? And I was like, I'm fine. I'm out for a walk. And I was like, I have to go now. And I turned to the lad who was back in the cricket game. Like I've never seen him before in my life. Like he doesn't know me either. And I pointed at him and I was like, best of luck with the batting. Big thumbs up. And I, just around. I started walking. But because I was doing a loop, the man saw me another like nine, ten times. <laughs> I felt like I had to point at him and give him a You had a kind of a sightseeing tour. Did that help with your, like, keep your mood up and all? Actually, to be honest with you, watching your story, it looked a lot more crack than the two eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, made it, you made it very lighthearted. <laughs> like, I, I, I think, I, I don't know, I, I said it possibly earlier, like, the first bit I was on my own completely. I didn't go anywhere near podcasts or, or music, uh, just for sole purpose of, of the battery on my phone, you know. Um, so I I knew I was going to be away from home, and and the power bank I had actually I didn't have the right charger for it at the start. I knew Lucy was going to meet me at a certain point, so I was like she was going to bring out the right one. Well, I, I had the right one, but it wasn't working in my phone, so I knew I needed to get a different one. So I was walking around, went out to Jeff's house first, and then came back in around like Gaelic grounds and Tom Park, and it was having a great. She's like the start was like. Getting up at like half four in the morning, just walking around Limerick City like at five a.m. was deadly. Like I actually loved that bit, and it was just like you're full of you're full of beans. Like you're excited. There's an element of like real excitement. That's the day is here. It's it's going now. It's happening now. You're doing it now, and you're ticking away, and you're like on three thousand steps, four thousand. You're like, yes, that's you know that's three percent of it done already. You know, and then like you're coming around Limerick, and then I when I was leave, I I left Limerick out towards Partine, whatever, and I got up to Crush, and that's where Lisa. So I met Lisa and she came out then and so I obviously and she got the charger for my phone and everything. So I obviously had a bit of company there. So that kind of changed it up. And then I was walking along by the bank, which is really nice. Like it's a really, really nice view. I was chatting away to Lisa and stuff. So that kind of kept me going. Got to uh, Lisa's friend Kate's house in Brian's Bridge, stopped in at a cup of tea, some brown bread, did a loop around part team wear then and then kind of hit back onto the Lockdurg track again uh, into Killaloo. And that's where I met Jer. So I kind of always had somebody like i had the, the first bit on my own but that was fine that was the novelty of actually doing the walk was enough there and then like having lisa join and kate join and then jared join uh was like was just kind of always it was always kind of changing it was the dynamic enough and i was seeing nice things and that kind of stuff and then when, when you when you hit hillu balana and then you're on the road home so i was on like fifty-seven thousand steps when i hit balana so i was I, I had the back i had the the back broke of it anyway at that stage and i was kind of i was so i was coming in I, like but when I hit 66,000 steps, right, it was like, that was the two-thirds mark, which usually will be like a solid milestone. And it was a good milestone, but that that was my dark period there because it was coming, I was just after coming out of Balna through probably the most dangerous part of the track, of the trail, uh, on that road between Balna and Bird Hill, where it was really thin, there was no footpaths, um, there were bridges and stuff going around, bends, everything, the cars were like, and it was like, I was just walking there, just a couple of us. There was myself, Lisa, Kate, and, and Jer were there. We were trying to like navigate those roads and you're stopping and starting and you're crossing the road, coming back, making sure there's no cars, all that kind of stuff. And that was that was for a good maybe ten thousand steps. 
So like, it would have slowed us down a good bit as well, but it was also kind of tough. And then, then when you come out to Bird Hill and you start heading towards Daly's Cross, it's just a really long straight road, which is great, but it's a solid inclination, like the whole way. So I just come back from that. My legs were getting really tired, which is a natural thing. But then this this per, kind of perpetual uphill in front of me. I couldn't see the end of it. Like, and it was just constant. And I was just there slogging beside Jar. And I was very aware that Jar was just trying to talk absolute shit to me to keep my mind <laughs> off it, which I will thank him for the rest of my life for. Exactly <laughs> what I was trying to do with Dahi as well. And Sean, yeah, with, yeah. Sean with Jeff, I think. <laughs> But, will you have uh, a can of coke, Dahi? Got... Will you have a can of? <laughs> I want to get shandy. a can of rock shandy. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the time, by the time myself and Jerry got into Castle Connell, there was a bit of a downhill there, and we got onto some absolute shy talk about the HSE or something like that. I can't remember what it was, and um, just that my my mind was completely off it for. And then next minute we're on like eighty one thousand steps coming up around by UL. And I was like, Jesus, like, as in I, I run out this place, out this way the whole time. So like, I knew exactly where I was and exactly what was going on. And then by the time then I got to 90,000 steps, I was like hitting another kind of smaller wall, but it was still pretty, like, is it pretty tough? And then when I checked in the lads and then that's where, that's where it broke. And the last 9,000 steps was just like, I had done so much just there. The next bit is just, it's just a little stroll around Limerick. Like your, your head's around the, the wall of the whole thing. You're just... Yeah, just finish it yeah. out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, at ninety five thousand steps, I walked past the South South Africa shop in Limerick City, which is deadly. <laughs> yeah. so, like, Did you plan that? Here. Do you know like, what I'm doing for you? <laughs> yeah. Will you open up? Will you come on? We're walking. Give me a cup of tea. No, well, I, that, I, I, I knew, yeah. I knew there was one there, and I knew it was near Mother Max. So when we were coming up, um, they were down by the South Africa shop. Then yeah, logical one to do, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I only had 5,000 steps then. And, and um, yeah, no, and the last 5,000 were, were pretty fine, really, to be honest. Like, isn't that, as in, I mean, relatively speaking, like they were, they were tough. <laughs> I was, there was a bit of John Wayne going on there, too. But uh, you gave me up. some laughter, Stiff, uh, when, like, because you didn't have your battery on for a good while, and, you know, you weren't responding to our messages. And Jeff was yeah. obviously on the phone chatting away. So there was a good 15,000 period where, uh, where myself and Kev were walking or whatever and you know i just gotten off I was doing a phone interview with Casey Laura FM and the sun had come out and it was like a barbecue smell yeah. and you know I was just in the I just got a real good bit of form and I was like yeah yeah no lads this is going great now yeah on about 78,000 it's going class got my knee supports going great all good to go and like ten no minutes and literally I'd say about three and a half minutes later, go, Oh lads, oh no. I, I just had a bit of a down there. It, it's not go, it's not going so well now. The sun went behind the cloud. I feel really bad. And then about two minutes after that again, it was like, I'm sitting on the floor. I, I don't want to walk anymore. <laughs> it was so I, funny, like because uh, I, I was walking with Jer and I turned that on and was listening, I was laughing. I was like, Jer, just listen to this. I like, don't listen to what he's saying. But just listen to the tone of his voice in this message. And it was all quirky and upbeat. I was like, pause it. And I was like, now listen to the tone of voice in his message five minutes later. And it was just like complete depression. And then I was like, now listen to this one. 15 minutes later, Di was like, it was like the Grim Reaper strolling around the place. It was, oh, it was such, because I got them all at the same time because it just turned on my internet. Oh, it was the same. I got them at the same time and I listened to the first one and I was like, oh, unreal. And then I I started listening to the second one and like, I was like, no, can't listen to that now. And then I flicked on the third one and I got about, 
I'd say forced to convince <laughs> and I was like, no, not listening to that either. Sorry, Dahi. <laughs> I was just like, I was in such a dark place. I was like, no, I can't listen to this now. When, when Dahi hit the 80,000 so steps, he just, it just happened to come to a wall and he just sat on it and he was just like, I've got a picture of me with the cathedral in the background for, for Instagram. You know, it's just a nice, nice moment yeah. of the walk, you know? And I got him and he had his hands on his knees and kind of, you know, back against the wall, just kind of crouched over a little bit. And he was obviously wrecked because, you know, he's just hit 80,000 steps. And um, I take the picture and like, and just as I'm taking it, I just re- regrettably said, give us a smile, Dahi. <laughs> and he, if looks could kill now, honestly, he, his, look, his eyes went through me. And then uh, he's a grumpy just, man at the best but, of times. But he just dropped his head back down then again. And I just took the picture anyway and I posted it. And when I was when I was putting it up, I just said, here, Dahi, what did you want to say for, for a caption for that? Well, you hit a wall. Sit on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, just like inspiring words from Dahi, but it just kind of summed up, I'd say, how he was feeling at that point. Just like, that should enough. be your epitaph, Dahi. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> give up. <laughs> it's too hard. Stop. Um, as Jeff said earlier, there are some actual athletes here listening to this going soft, but soft boys. Yeah. Ah, listen, it was no easy feat. Um, in terms of expectations, lads, like I don't know if some of you thought it was easy going into it and it turned out to be really difficult, or you were kind of preparing yourself for that, like that really tough mental challenge. Because, like, it is at the end of the day, especially when you're going couch to what 80 something K. It's, it's just to get your head over that. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't have had a wink of sleep if I thought I was doing it. I, you know, I would have been worrying the night before, am I able to do it? Well, you were talking in terms of steps and that's something that it's not really quantifiable. We're not, like, you say 100,000 steps, we didn't really know what that was. Whereas when you're talking like distance or time, it's, it's you know, you understand yeah. 16 hours of walking without stopping is a lot scarier sounding than 100,000 steps. 100,000 steps, I had no kind of concept of what that was. But had you told me back-to-back marathons, walk them there, uh, or 16 hours of yeah. walking, you know, that would have been a lot scarier at the time. So it kind of didn't really dawn on me until we started it, really. Yeah. Like yeah. Even, even now, like, it's, I still probably don't know how many steps I walked an hour, you know what I mean? Like, cause, uh, it was, it's, you don't really, you never ever deal in steps. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's always down to kilometers. And like for myself, I, I had done, I had done a, a Camino walk, the Portuguese Camino uh, a couple of years ago, but that was like over a week, you know, and then like you're usually supposed to, we, I think we averaged around 30 kilometers a day that time. And the most we did in one day was just under 40. And it was like incredibly tough. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so like that was, and I was thinking I have to do at least double that. So I kind of knew that it was going to be very, very, very tough. But then again, I knew it was one day and I was like, it doesn't matter how long it takes me. If it takes me 24 hours, it takes me 30 hours, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, you know? Like, yeah. So I, I suppose I, I, I had kind of constantly had that in my head that it was just like, look, I'm going to do it regardless of time. Regardless, there's no there's no other kind of uh, variable really there. It's just just get it done. Like, just do, just do it. The important thing is why you're doing it, lads. You're, you're leaving the donation line open for the next week or so, is it? Uh, I might be, yeah, might be doing that. So, uh, yeah, so um, I might give you the last word, Jeff, on on uh, just tell us all about it and where people can donate and all that kind of thing. Yeah, so in terms of donations, you can do so on the Loosehead Instagram or Twitter. You can do it on the Shill Instagram, Instagram or Twitter. 
Um, you can do it on my page, Dottie's page, Diff's page. You know, we, we're advertising it everywhere. If you follow us, you'll see it kind of a thing. I'd say we've people's heads wrecked, but um, we've just shy, I think, of 7,500 raised. And when we first made a phone call together to plan this, like um, we sat down and we said, how much will we look for? And we were very conscious of people already given to charities. And, um, you know, a lot of people are out of work due to COVID. And, you know, like we were very conscious of all this. So we said we'd aim for 500 euro initially. And after we had a bit of a chat, we kind of agreed on a thousand. And if we reached a thousand euro, we'd have been chuffed like. And the night before the walk, we were on, I think, three grand or something like that, maybe three and a half. But in there, yeah. And just to go for a walk, and every time you stopped or you check it now and again, like we went from three grand to six grand in a day. And like to, to be initially thinking like, oh, we're only going to go for 500 euro to suddenly, you know, coming back, seeing six, six, two, six, three, six, four, like the whole way up to seven, seven and a bit. Um, I think the boys will agree, like, you know, no matter like how dark the day got, when you saw kind of people's reaction, people's support, people's donations, uh, when you knew, like, you know, the three of us kind of knew firsthand where that money was going as well. As tough as it is, you just kind of get up and get on with it because these people are supporting you to do it. So if you'd still like to support, the links are there. They're open till Saturday. You can donate as little as three euro. I think actually that's the important part as well. If you just if you just want to help, you can donate as little as three euro, and like three euro goes an awful long way. As Stitch said earlier, you know, um, like two hundred fifty thousand euro is an entire project for Shul, or for Shulin, sorry, for self-help Africa. <laughs> um, like 250,000 euro is an entire project for self-help Africa. Like three euro isn't an invisible sum, if that makes sense. And they make it yeah. going off a long way. So, you know, if you, if you want to donate as little as three euro, the link's there and uh, it will go an awful long, long way. As well as being on our pages, if you Google self-help Africa, 300,000 steps, it comes up. If you go onto the Everyday Hero page and just, you know, search 300,000 steps, it comes up. But not only that, if you actually don't want to go looking for our page, that's totally fine. If you just go on to Self-Help Africa, they have a donate button as well. And uh, you can do it there as well, you know. It doesn't have to be to us, but if you want to help out, you can do so on our page, the Everyday Given page, um, or the Self-Help Africa itself page on, uh, on the internet. Nice one, Jeff. Uh, thanks a million for having me on. Um, lads, it was... A serious achievement and like jeff said there if you can donate at all guys and get on it it's on all those pages he just talked about shulin and the loose head and the likes so uh thanks a million and uh tune into the next episode of the loose head podcast where we'll be back with jeff and more rugby talk